1: Sarah and welcome back to another episode of talking fast alongside me just like most weeks is manager Jacob I say most because you did miss a week I did two weeks you ago. I appreciate
0: your service to the squad. <laughs> service <laughs> to the squad. As you can squad. tell, I still have a little bit of a nasally thing going I, on. I'm I like, can't eat. hear it. Like, really? I think it's in your head more than I just was thinking else. about it all day. I was like, am I going to be sounding like a cartoon character? I no, not. you don't sound like a cartoon okay. character.
1: I mean, Good. like, not because of the nasally part, at
0: least. <laughs> just my <laughs> whistles Kidding. on my. With
1: that, though, what are you drinking or eating? We want to know. We've missed you. You haven't been here.
0: Okay. Several episodes ago, we had Caitlin Campbell on the show. She yeah, that was a while been, ago. Yeah. She's an amazing. I don't know if you yeah you call her barista right but like in terms of someone who knows coffee Caitlin knows coffee go back and listen to that episode this is going to be something that Caitlin hates I go through (laughs) every year at least once a year an instant coffee phase that's disgusting where like I drink for the the span of a week I keep it in the fridge an old Cafe like instant coffee thing Put I don't even spoonfuls. know how to make instant coffee. It's easy. Put <laughs> a couple spoonfuls you in your just... mug and then put it in hot water and you're good and to go. And you
1: like the taste of it?
0: No, I don't. It's awful coffee. It's so bad. Sorry, Nescafe. Don't you like, have uh, like
1: a nice coffee machine? Yeah, I
0: got like, I got really good coffee too. <laughs> but it, you know what it is? I didn't drink a lot of coffee growing up. I would have a cup here and there. And sometimes I would make a hot chocolate and put in a spoonful of this like little okay. stuff to make it kind of a mocha. Obviously, a terrible mocha. But I just wanted to admit here live on the podcast that I am drinking instant coffee this week. I'm not proud of it, but it's what I'm drinking.
1: Well, that makes one of us because you won't catch me drinking instant coffee. What are you drinking this week? I'm drinking protein shakes. <laughs> do you have? A, do you have a? That was brand? like the douchiest thing I've ever said. No. Do you lift? <laughs> I lift now I lift you can't tell but I lift um, no I just like was like okay I need more protein in my diet I'm not necessarily getting it with like just eating enough food so anyways I decided to have protein shakes and also I hate breakfast like this is the thing right. I me I don't like breakfast like I don't like breakfast food so like I need a way in the morning and I love like drinking a beverage in the morning and I'm also trying not to like start having a coffee on an empty stomach so now I'm starting okay. my day with a protein shake but right now i'm just adding like water and protein powder like i need recipes it's call out more than anything oh. i need to start making proper shakes cause
0: like a smoothie kind of, yeah, more like a protein, smoothie situation. Get a maybe. In there. Yeah.
1: Because I feel like that would be better than just like watery protein powder, which is fine. Yeah. I, I like the taste of protein powder, so I don't mind it, but You'll I just get like tired of it. Though. I'll get tired of it. I want to like, judge up my options here for protein shakes in the morning. So it's a call up. If people okay. have recommendations. I actually
0: have two recommendations. One is smoothie. Obviously, if you're a big berry person, I am a big berry person when I'm not eating protein powder right now. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, smoothies okay. obviously are number one. Yeah. However, number two, and this is a good hack.
1: Oh, is this on oats?
0: I know you just said you don't like breakfast foods.
1: Oats? Is this what you, protein oats? Is this no, not thing?
0: oats, but pancakes.
1: Oh, I don't like pancakes. Uh,
0: okay. Sorry. Well, if anyone Sorry. else likes pancakes, if anyone else likes pancakes,
1: add protein powder to it.
0: Sarah, what are you watching or reading this week?
1: I'm here to report for the girlies and the guys because you watch rom coms too. Yeah. Um, I watched another rom com, a new one. It's called Upgraded. It's from Prime Video. Oh, okay. it's the one with Camila Mendes who was on Riverdale. Right. Anyways, it's Cinderella coated. It's kind of like if Cinderella worked at like a fancy art house as opposed don't to don't tell Disney having... Plus that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's well, they don't own the story of Cinder. <laughs> Anyways, that's a side point. But yeah, it's uh it's it was good. Like it wasn't anything spectacular. Like would I watch it again? Yes. But is it There's... anything that's gonna leave an impression on me? No, because the chemistry between the two. No, Glenn main... Powell. No, Glenn Powell, the chemistry just, it wasn't, as, but it's set in London, England, which okay. is great and really fun. Wait, and okay, wait,
0: are they English people or no, are they they're American people?
1: Am- She's American, he's uh, English. I can't
0: deal with American people in London in movies.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Because it's just like, everything's like, oh.
0: All I want them to, I just want to say, like, go home. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and uh, hear some accents. Well, that's, yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So it was, it was good. It's a good, like, kind of mindless, like, I watched it on a Friday night when I was just like, I ate Thai food and didn't really think about that's anything That's a fun else. time. Yeah, so it was good. Like, it's not, I can see why it wasn't a movie theater. Like, yeah. it wasn't that anyone but you, like, big blockbuster energy, but... I love a good new rom-com, and this one was decent. Okay, that's good. I liked it. Anyways, Jacob, what are you watching this week?
0: Okay, well, Sarah, I'm also watching something on Prime Video. What would that be? Amazing content. Now, clearly, it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, is
1: that with um, Chadwick? Gambino?
0: Yes, one Donald Glover, and I'm totally blanking on the uh, female lead opposite Donald Glover, but she is also so good.
1: Is it like a comedy? Like what is it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Mrs. 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 (laughs) Do you remember Mr. Brad Pitt and, Mrs. and Angelina Jolie? Yes, from yes. like 2005. Yes, this I watched is how it. he cheated on it. Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that my movie. Oh, God, well, we all know how that ended between yep. all and of Lena. them, all of them, <laughs> all of them. I guess, yeah. Um, okay, and I didn't know this, but I guess that those characters were like originally other characters from a Hitchcock movie before oh, that. Oh, didn't know that. So anyway, they're continuing on. Oh, I love that. Uh, the in the world of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. In a kind of a totally different direction. It is, I think, eight episodes. I'm happy to report this is the first series in probably two years that I sat down and I binged it. The whole thing. Two days. Done. Is it
1: comedy, <laughs> action, a little bit of both?
0: It's a little bit of both. Oh, I yeah. Love that. It's oh, maybe like, I'll go watch It's a that. little campy in parts. There are a couple parts that you're just like, ah, it doesn't really make sense. But it's so fun and there is enough action that you forgive all of those little Did Donald parts.
1: Glover write it?
0: He aided it. it. Okay,
1: amazing. Co wrote it, then. stars
0: in it. And originally, he was developing it with uh, Phoebe, what's her name, who starred in Fleabag? Oh, Phoebe um, Waller Bridge. Yeah, she left the show and then
1: this other actress, actress came, came on board. Oh, yeah, it
0: is actually, it's so good. I would recommend I it. To I love that. I love that.
1: What are you listening to this
0: week? Okay, the Super Bowl happened relatively recently mm-hmm. and. Listen, it was all about Taylor Swift. We know this. We've probably talked about this at length already.
1: We've got a lot of airtime to it.
0: Beyonce also dropped a couple of songs off of her upcoming album in the middle of the Super Bowl. Yes, it was hard to listen to them because they crashed a couple of platforms when she put out the posts. But they are, they are, yeehaw! They're so good.
1: They're yeehaw! They're like I know. I when it was a commercial break, I'm like, guys, we have to listen to new Beyonce music, and all of us were like what like, i know was like whiplash texas
0: hold'em i like, really like i like i marriages. like texas hold'em better too okay and get this you're gonna love this texas <laughs> speaking of like listen calgary is getting so many marks positive in my book not just because Haley's from there not just because tate mccray is from there but because this song and maybe 16 i think it's just actually texas hold'em texas hold'em is not a nod to the american south texas hold'em is a nod to Calgary and the Canadian West, co written by a couple of people, at least one of my favorite songwriters, Lowell, who uh, co wrote Texas Hold'em from Canadian. Calgary. Yeah. She's oh, an amazing song. I was going to say
1: that's wild though because like Beyonce's from Texas.
0: I know. So obviously there's well, a little bit of it Yeah, but in still there, I love but that. just because it's low no, I'm a huge low
1: I'm low here that. for a Beyonce country album. Like yes. I'm here for it. I'm yes. he- and it's fitting with like our guests today country music vibes. Everyone's getting on the country train. hundred percent. We love to see it's it. The,
0: it was also the exact song that like you listen to it and you're like first of all this is a bop. Second of all didn't know i needed this yeah. but i needed this and this
1: goes right into what i'm listening to cuz i'm back on my country grind right okay, now not perfect. only because i'm going to see today's guest in concert tomorrow so like i'm like all over his new album and everything but also because it's been really abnormally warm here yeah. in, in Ontario, in Toronto, where we live. And it's like getting me in like the patio summertime vibe. Windows are down. And I booked another trip to Nashville. So I'm, I'm going back Where'd again. Go? I'm going in May.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, so
1: I'm going in May. So I'm going back again. So I just feel like it's all kind of coming together for another country music era for me to happen. It happens, like, usually around this time every year. So it's going to be big.
0: Also, shout out to Post Malone. Because shout out, who's also
1: going to be coming out with a country album.
0: I'm here for it. When is
1: it posted? We want it.
0: Sarah, somewhere you went this week.
1: I have a bone to pick with the city of Toronto. Uh-oh. Or it's the patrons or people or university students. I don't know. And this might be my own fault. God, I got, no. I can no longer go to the Wheat Chief. No. Because I refuse Wait, to go like to the bar.
0: the period of the year that you can't?
1: Well, so I was told by my guys at the Wheat Chief because I have guys there at the Wheat Chief, <laughs> <You've> got- <laughs> and they told me, well, it's wintertime, time, so like you'll be able to go again, and like, because when I say go, it's like I'm not going to the bar before eleven p.m. Like, it's not in my realm of what's not what's happening. And so we would always, I live down the street, we would walk over to the Wheat Chief, be there by like eleven fifteen, walk in, then we still get two and a half hours of like dancing and music and all of that. Maybe stuff. I
0: should go to the Wheat Chief because I'm not going to a bar after eleven.
1: <laughs> p.m. Well, this <laughs> might be good for you because. We walked by and like, look, our friend of Texas, we're here. And he got there like only 30 minutes before us, just before 11. We yeah. were there by 11, 15, 11, 20. Line up down the street. Really? Down the street. And I have this video clip and someone pointed out that everyone was wearing the exact same outfit, which was kind of creepy. They all were wearing the same shade of jeans and black jacket. It was like all these bros, like all these young bros. And I literally was like, they've ruined my favorite bar because no. everyone likes it now. And also the magic of the Wee chief used to be that like the dance floor wasn't so packed. You couldn't move. You so like, so then we were, that's why we didn't even go in. Cause we're like, there's no point in even trying to go in because like, you're going to be shoulder to it's shoulder. The reason off. I loved it is because I could burnie my way through that dance floor, you know, like the burning where you're like. I could burn my way through the dance floor I could like slide on my knees I could like air guitar flip my hair around and I wouldn't hit anybody but now it's too packed anyway so well, I all to say is I did not go to the Wheat Chief on Saturday I was very sad about it instead I went to DRAM I feel like DRAM is the next adult next stage of your life you have to going. be because
0: DRAM costs doesn't cover like $40 <laughs> no it's not
1: DRAM is $15 the same as the oh, Wheat Chief really? Wheat Chief is also not a $15 cover so like it's the same okay. and the money goes to the band so whatever that's, that's all I care about
0: no shade to so the Wheat Chief but that's almost better
1: <laughs> They also, it also goes to the band at the Wheat Chief and so anyways Can we, we have went have to DRAM battle the
0: bands between DRAM and the Wheat Chief we
1: might have to So, but DRAM is all like brass music like yeah, saxophones yeah, yeah. trumpets and i literally kept saying these are just a bunch of lee side dads that get together once a week and play do you feel brass. like
0: you have to drink a fancier cocktail when you No,
1: there? but it does it is more like or like i think a lot something? of people there are just like on drugs and vibing like that's kind of more the energy like not like not like raving i'm just saying like swaying along okay. to the music but it was fun like i still enjoyed it it just felt like whereas the wii chief i would have been the <laughs> oldest people there we walked on the street to would drama, where suddenly you the never youngest. never walk
0: to your favorite place and not be able to get in. That well, is a bummer. And
1: that's, it is a bummer. So anyways, and there's like eight of us and we were all ready for like a night, you know? And yeah. so it just kind of, it put a little hole in my tires. I was a little <sighs> bummed about it. So I'm sorry about that. If everyone could stop going to the Wheat Chief so I could return, that would be great I actually heard the Wheat Chief closed.
2: So yeah, they closed
1: old as far. Or it cost $47 to get in now. Wow, crazy. <laughs> and what's something you did this week?
0: Jacob. Well, oh, I still haven't done somewhere I went. Oh, um, where's
1: somewhere you went this
0: week? Well, somewhere I went, Sarah, this week. Okay. I'm walking around with Brooklyn, my dog, for anyone who doesn't know. Haley and I go out to get a breakfast sandwich.
1: I know. I saw it on our Instagram story. It looked so good. I don't Shout even it to like it. A...
0: And Bevy, they make the, it takes forever to make this breakfast sandwich, but luckily this is a place that is not pop. It, it should be popular. It should be more popular, but it wasn't slammed busy. We also went when it just opened. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it gets busier later on. They make the most delicious breakfast sandwich in the city, I think. It's the fluffiest egg on the lightest toast, mm-hmm. a little avocado on there, and then a little sauce. Yummy. It was good. And I didn't know. I was like, Haley, you go in and order a whole Brooklyn outside here. She comes back two seconds later. Brooklyn's allowed in. It's oh, a I dog love, friendly oh, I spot. I love that. Dog I'm friendly. Like, what are you me. I don't know another breakfast sandwich place that's dog friendly. Because it's probably.
1: So Not it's, necessarily sanitary, but we love it. We love it. If it is
0: though, if the if regulations have changed and this is allowed, can someone please tell me other? spots where i can take my dog Apparently, in the city of toronto we're talking breweries cafes the well, well the
1: well when they open wellington market is going to be dog friendly really when it's like gonna have like 40 different vendors or whatever of okay. food and they're gonna be dog go. friendly okay so. um, i'll check that out and that's west end you might not want to go all well, that show way us so. dog
0: friendly places whether you have a dog or just like petting dogs can we bring them around <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and finally what is something that you did
0: this okay week? this is a this is a big one for me I used oh. to love visual arts class in high school.
1: What, like Painting, oh, painting. drawing, okay. sketching, Got Got all it. sorts Got of it. stuff.
0: Uh, but I, I kind of stopped doing that after I graduated high school. Yeah, when you become doing. an adult, you just
1: kind of like stop doing Yeah, and like those,
0: those were like kind of elective classes for mm-hmm. me. Um, but I really enjoy visual art. So I don't know what made me want to do this, but I hopped on Amazon and I was like, let me get some oil pastels. <gasps>
1: I love that. And
0: so I got a little kit. I think it was like 12 or 14 or something like that. It was $2. I'm like, that's a wild amount of money. I was like, that's cheap. I should, why didn't I do this earlier? I got myself a little pack of oil pastels and I just had some paper lying around. (laughs) I know. And then I was just like, you know what? In between emails one day, let me sketch my glass of orange juice. Let me uh, do a little breakfast sandwich or something like this. So I was drawing all weekend with these pastels and I was like, this goes back to one of our uh i think we talked about this a lot goals for the year which was just to kind of play more do things that are just for the enjoyment
1: of doing good because i was about to say to you i was like oh are we going to have like good fun no like prince no but then We're i stopped my i stopped myself so like no the whole point <laughs> is he's doing it just to like yeah like, and that's, like, like it was to some- you, my improv like same vibe totally
0: and it was a hobby that i, I that i really enjoyed oh, I years ago that. so i'm just discovering that again so I love like that. hey if you haven't if someone out there hasn't done that before Get some oil pastels, first of all. I love that the for The varied you. entry on cost, very low, and it was really fun. <laughs> so,
1: I love that.
0: Uh, Sarah, something you did this week.
1: I ran outside because, as I mentioned, it's so freaking warm here, and I got to go for a run outside again. Oh. I feel like a dog when I get to go enjoy the good weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? When it's like, take me for a walk, like, go yeah, for a run yeah, outside. Yeah. Like, I was out there, like running around whatever like that's just what i do because i hate treadmills i can't do it I can't run inside Same. and so running outside is just like such a pure joy and i'm excited for our run clubs I that are coming say, up yeah i gotta start so, some training yeah we're gonna start doing some more training because we've got that first weekend in april is gonna hit real quick when we have to do the spring runoff and so we're gonna do like three or four like run clubs before that weekly leading into it which is exciting
0: i think we probably have announced our first one right now by, like, by this couple time couple we definitely weeks. have in a couple weeks but yeah
1: the it's it's we spoiler we record in advance so spoiler we we have
0: no details (laughs) we
1: have no details but (laughs) But i'm sure they're great that's why you have to follow us everywhere to know the details of everything (laughs) we're just being really coy about it
0: and follow the broadcast channel of talking fast on instagram yeah i don't know how you find that but sarah made everyone on the talking fast team moderators i don't know what to do with that power yet oh what to
1: do yet oh yeah it's it's uh it's interesting it's an interesting, it's going to be an interesting journey, but figure out what we are. I don't even know how to use those things yet. Like the broadcast channel, but <laughs> we'll figure it out, but there'll be definitely be updates, but we're going to run outside together. If we're talking fast, running faster, run clubs. Or- Our guest today is a Nashville-raised artist whose fans have long anticipated his debut album. Well, it's finally here, and he is finally here on Talking Fast. Smoky Mountains is also here, and we're excited to dive a little deeper into the album, touring, and everything country music. Please welcome, for his first time in Canada, Connor Smith. How does it feel to be north I was of was so good.
2: Uh, it feels incredible. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. I feel like I've been meaning to get up here a couple times. I've been up in like Michigan area and been like, man, we could just run up there real quick. But yeah, it's we, close uh, enough. But we, we finally waited for the right time. The album's out. We're getting to play a show tomorrow. So everything feels like it came together the right way. And
1: your first Canadian show, so we were just talking before the sh- episode started, that you have high expectations. So why are the ex-
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: I don't know. I just
2: I've heard the rumors that y'all like to party a little bit. That's, it's that's true. That's you know true. I mean? True. Yeah, I do, I do. I do. I have noticed that, like, the colder the place, the more they party. Oh, interesting. Got to warm up somehow. Right? Yeah, it's like you you got to find <laughs> something to do, and it's indoors. So you just drink a lot of beer and you know play music really loud. And so when a country band comes through, and places like Canada are more grateful. Like the further oh, that's true. You, away you get from the south, I feel like they're more grateful. Like we played in Nashville, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, great show. But Nashville crowds are like not super excited Mm. like they're they're having a good time but they're like yo i saw morgan wallen on broadway (laughs) last night like i don't really care um but we went up to boston and boston was like losing their minds and so i I just feel like toronto is kind of the perfect mix of all of those qualities to just kind of tear it down tomorrow night
1: i feel like boston and toronto will have similar energy i feel like a lot of the northeast loves country music but we don't get like served it a lot especially in like february i feel like this is a special it's also
2: i feel like a, a more newfound things for people up here or even in boston like i feel like it's grown so much in the last few years
0: yeah 100 that's where actually i come out of before we started recording yeah welcome to you i'm a, new He's a, newbie. He's to the, a newbie. the country music scene and I, I something that got me into it was actually learn from it uh-huh. which is off of your first cp there uh but i was gonna say sarah is 100 correct i feel like it's also because we have fewer months that are warm weather for 100%. me it was like windows down cruising yeah, music yeah. is like the perfect soundtrack um I know you released the EP and you've done a bunch of singles in between, but now you have your full first album. full length. What's the difference for someone who like got into your music from yeah. the earlier stuff? What's the difference? How how has it evolved with the new record?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I started really early. I'm 23 now. I, I started putting out music when I was right before I turned 21. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the advantages of that um, is... I was like okay I have this opportunity to build a fan base that gets to kind of grow up with me a little bit and Mm -hmm. so when I started putting out music all my buddies were in college they were sophomores or juniors and so uh, we started putting out songs that were kind of geared towards that I hate Alabama orange and white college town like all Mm -hmm. these and then I just like you know pick out the cities that my friends were in school I'd go play a show there and they'd bring out like 10 friends and then it'd grow that way and so from there it was like okay the last three years of my life have been growing up fast and, and really maturing and, and figuring out a lot of things. So I wanted this record to kind of grow it up a little bit, mm-hmm. still kind of holding some, you know, I'm still 23, like still hold <laughs> that, that kind of uh, innocence to it and, and youthful energy, uh, which I think a lot of the songs do, but also kind of bringing some depth to it that I don't think I've been able to show when it's just, when you just got four songs to show fans, like, hey, this is it. Whereas when you got 12, you can kind of go a little bit deeper. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of one of the goals with this record.
1: So then how, so like I'm going to your show tomorrow. How do you then like take, you have way more music to pick from when you're picking a set list? Is that like, fun for you to like decide like what you're going to perform, how you're going to do it, how you're going to tell the story throughout the show.
2: Yeah. I love that part. I mean, I'll, I'll live for the live show. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see tomorrow night, like it's all energy. It's as rowdy as we can get it. If I there's a, that. if there's a flat surface, I'll probably stand on it. I've had to dial that back a little bad. bit but like <laughs> before I was like every bar top and table, I was just getting, getting rowdy. I've dialed back a little bit and, and really tried to kind of have a show that has some dynamics to it. There's mm-hmm. a part we break it down to but, um, it's a lot of fun and a lot of the songs off the record like if, if you listen to the record they were made for a live show like mm-hmm. yeah. "Creek will rise which is the single like that song was written because i was like man how do i get these people in a college bar rocking um by not having to sing save a horse ride a cowboy by big and rich <laughs> you know what i mean so uh that was kind of the idea um and, and it really translates well
1: okay so speaking of college bars i have to ask so my sister's here watching and she actually went to the university of alabama Oh, really? and she was at galette's when you and thomas rep performed that no show yeah at that like time. that's epic yeah so for the context for the listeners uh the concert the concert got rained out yeah i can tell out. the story yeah. we were um Amazing.
2: so i was on tour with thomas rhett in 2022 I, I believe it was and um it was me parker McCollum, thomas rhett there was weird trio we were down so thomas did we we did like 40 shows that summer he only did three shows in the southeast um which is really expensive for me but whatever um <laughs> and it was like atlanta georgia uh charleston south carolina and then tuscaloosa alabama mm-hmm. which i fully believe was planned on his part because he knew like my only big song at that time was i hate alabama so he was like i just want S- i just want to see what a happens bit, yeah yeah. You a bit. yeah exactly like let me he's probably passed out tomatoes before you know? <laughs> uh well well, well guy was on my side that night because a storm came through mm-hmm. and um and we couldn't play and it was like one of the first shows he's ever had to cancel because yeah. of, of weather. And so we're sitting on his bus, it's just me and him on the bus, he's, and he's antsy, like he can't sit still at all. Yeah. And he was like, dude, what should, what should we do, what should we do? And I think I had been to Gillette's before because we had played in, in Tuscaloosa before. And um, and I was like, dude, there's a bar with a little stage. Like um, maybe we, sh- we could see if we could just bring some guitars and go get over there, his manager calls. And so basically, he calls parker me parker and tr went over there and so tr couldn't post it he's got four million followers Mm -hmm. you know parker has probably two i wasn't riding that sweet spot you know (laughs) what i mean and so i so i put on my story i was like hey we're gonna be playing at this bar and then like slowly but surely, people started like trickling trickling in so it literally started with you know 50 100 people in that bar while thomas red is up on stage and he calls me up and parker's up there too and we're all just kind of playing songs and then like by the end of the night it was just a madhouse. Yeah. like people just like on every at, you know you couldn't stand in the room everybody was outside just like screaming it was one of the one of the coolest nights
1: was it more or less nerve-wracking playing i hate alabama then on like where you can like see the people face to face so close or where do you think like well you're, you survive it i or? mean
2: your sister can attest like they love it there more than anywhere yeah because, they love being
1: the enemy yeah and <laughs>
2: every like every alabama girl is like oh this song's about me <laughs> you know what i mean so it just kind of like that's true that's it true. just kind of it helps is
1: there any songs off the new record that you'd be nervous to play in certain places
2: uh let me think about that that's a good question um no i think they're all they're all pretty safe um for the most part not as
1: much stating a hatred towards us yeah so they're a little bit more low key
2: yeah there's not a ton of not a ton of hate on the (laughs) record so i don't know
0: you're relatively young you're early on in your career what does touring with someone like thomas rett do for you personally do you look to him and other artists like that as mentors in the space or what have you learned from the people you've
2: toured yeah that changed my life i mean it was Mm. it was pretty wild um and, and thomas specifically is like a like was like a big brother to me early on and that's one of the cool parts about country music that i don't know if it was fully kind of throughout every genre was like it's such a family atmosphere that those established artists really help out kind of the younger artists you Mm -hmm. see it all across the board um i feel like every major level artist can point to someone who helped them and and then they have someone that they're helping so thomas was was that guy for me and uh, so him asking me on tour, this was back, he asked me on tour and I didn't have any songs out. I had no tracks okay. and there was like nothing, he had no merit to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but it really kind of solidified a lot for me inside of the industry and then with a fan base. Um, I mean, so many of the fans at our shows can say, they saw me first at the Thomas Rett show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big deal. But then on top of that, Thomas is uh, specifically is just like a dude I truly respect. Like, a yeah. ton. like he's just an amazing human. And so get my first look into touring and in that kind of scale of, of this industry was getting to watch someone who does it the best out of anyone as just a person. That was a big deal. And I think that shapes a lot of what I do, even like subconsciously for me.
0: Has that helped in the writing process at all too? spending so much time on the road with someone like that uh, or other collaborators that you might work with? yeah, totally
2: I mean, I started writing songs really early, and that was kind of the, mm-hmm. the dream was just to you know tell stories through country music and then you get on the road and you go play uh, you go play a show in Alabama or you go play in these college towns and you get on stage and and you kind of realize that your' slow heartbreak song about you know it just doesn't work, they don't care. Like they right. want to party, they want. They came there to drink a beer and have a good time right on a Friday night. And so when you get on the road, it changes everything about what you're thinking about in those writers rooms, mm. because the whole point is, hey, they they spent this amount of money on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night to come be in the same room with you and your band so that they could have a good time with their best friends and, and to sing songs that mean something to them. And so uh, to write songs that kind of fit that atmosphere uh, was really kind of what, what shaped kind of the turn in our in our music
1: i saw this quote and i love that you said your whole life has been centered around country music in this dream so now that you're like on your own headlining tour you have your first album drop is the dream like living up to the expectation of it
2: yeah i mean so every every blessing comes with a different set of problems mm-hmm. as you of, guys of course, know yeah. it's like yeah it's incredible and I'm, i am living in my dream i um up in toronto this mm-hmm. week promoting my record playing a sold-out show tomorrow night pronounced
1: it properly you dropped the second t it's toronto so you're toronto good. praise yeah. god you're good <laughs> um, <laughs> you're good no tomatoes tomorrow and uh, good. <laughs> so it's
2: like you know that's such a blessing i'm also had to wake up at 6 a.m and mm-hmm. you know it won't be done until 8 p.m tonight so i'm tired. Yeah. like so it's all of those things, um, they're blessings and curses, but uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
1: The ebbs and flows of it. I actually want to ask you, is there anything you took as inspiration from touring with like Parker and Thomas um, to your tour that you're doing right now?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it goes back to just that energy. I think for me back then, I one thing I'll say this about country music specifically, and I'm, I'm sure it could stretch across every genre. Every uh, top level artist has their own type of uptempo song. So if you think mm-hmm. about like Eric Church or Morgan Wallen or Hardy mm-hmm. or Jason Aldean or Thomas Rhett, these all, their uptempo like party songs all sound incredibly different. They're mm-hmm. all their style. And so for me as an artist, that was the one thing I took because I was like, OK, I got to figure out what my uptempo, what my party song is. And that was where we tried to write. That's where we wrote will Rise and felt like that really kind of captured some of that energy and then Heating Up and Baby Eye that, that we put on the record. And so that was a big thing for me. It's just, it's just kind of the continuing the process of discovering myself. I mean, like I said, I started at 20. I'm 23 now. Like That's there's 22. still so much time for me to figure out what I'm doing and who I am. Uh, but I've kind of been given this opportunity and privilege and curse and other ways of like <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. it kind of in, in the public eye a little bit and, and with people watching. But it's been cool that my fans have gotten to go on that journey with me.
1: We were talking earlier about how you were saying, like, uh, the more north you go, the fans are, like, more grateful and everything. Sure. You're about to go to Europe. Yeah. Do you think, like, I, I don't think what I think of about people that live in Europe, whether it be, like, England, like, whatever, that they necessarily are country music fans. So, were you excited to, like, see the difference, like, in fan bases as well, like, all over the world? Yeah,
2: I've, I've, I I do think it it's, uh, they all are looking for something different um in every spot and uh one thing i've heard about europe specifically is they really love like the storytelling Mm. so they really are like they'll be very quiet is what i hear like they do not they're like just very civil and quiet and like you could drop a pin um and so they like the story like the storytelling they like like and and some of that like you know scottish roots music like you can Mm kind of hear some of that especially with where country music's at right now and so it'll be fun i mean it'll i mean we're going like you know, six different countries in nine yeah. days, sort Did you change of change up the set list. Then I don't know. I like, I, I, I change up the set list almost every night. Like, oh, right. I'm oh, okay. kind of known for that with my band, they get pissed off at me, but <laughs> so I'm always kind of thrown around. But because I mean, every crowd is so different, you're I'm always trying to read the crowd. It's such like this kind of well, that's kind of the best thing about live
0: music, then too, yeah. right? It's like you're, you're getting an experience that differs a little bit from maybe an album that just came yeah, 100 percent playing to the room.
2: Well, it's yeah, I mean, there's. There's two ways to do it. There's, you know, putting on a show and then having a set list. Right. And so like trying to blend those two things for me, um, because so much of performing and the talent of performing is reading energy and like Mm -hmm. being able to like, like kind of decipher that and and how to create moments, but never lose that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, it's it's just different every night. And so there's a couple like back pocket tricks we'll, we'll pull out or whatever. But so when we get to Europe, you know, I'll, I'll I'll probably just feel it out for the first couple nights and see see what happens.
1: What's the biggest difference then between creating a set list and creating a show? Just like the vibe, of energy of the room, or like yeah, would you just switch it up halfway through like a set if you're reading the energy.
2: Somewhat, uh, it it depends on on how locked in we are. But uh, a lot of that too has you know depending on the, the size of the of the tour right true, like if true. if you're playing an arena versus playing you know horseshoe tavern tomorrow yeah. like those are two different because when you're playing an arena you got production and lights and fire and rain and whatever is else there you one want. you
1: prefer is it just different
2: i don't know um we we haven't truly gotten to like build the true show yet so when we step in yeah, into fair. that with like the full production um that'll be a different thing in my brain that i'm fired up for but right now when I'm in these rooms with 500 people Mm -hmm. and everybody's just having a beer and ready to sing a song they know, um, I'm, I'm really just about, it's, it's not about me. It's not about, Hey, how many of my songs do you know or not know? It's like, Hey, how do we just collectively, How do you leave going, dude, I had the best time Mm -hmm. tonight.
1: Is that your goal every night? Just like, that's what you want. Like, so for me going to the show tomorrow, what's your goal for me to like, how do you want me to like leave the show feeling? Yeah.
2: I mean like the, the number one goal was like, that was a, that was the best show I've ever seen. Right. Like that's your aim every night. Uh, but I think inside of that, it's like, man, I had a, I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot wait till he comes back to Toronto right Toronto. you got me in my head i think i got that sorry i got to think about know, i was complimenting <laughs> no, you cuz you did that. it naturally you yeah, did yeah. it naturally i, I respect that
1: so you'll be good. So with that, so we talked about how you want me to leave the show. For those listeners that haven't checked out your music or your new album yet, what do you want them to take away from their first listen of a Connor Smith album? You know,
2: I, I'm a dude who just like loves country music. Like I just come from mm-hmm. from the, my job as someone who just like truly respects the genre and and love that I could have a place in it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just want to be one of those guys that carries the torch. I, I love telling stories and I love writing songs that say something um and so when you listen to my record one of the goals I had was was you would get to understand who I am a little bit more and so every one of these songs on on you know this the Smoky Mountains record it tells a different side of the story different mm-hmm. side of my heart different side of kind of the storytelling aspect and so um it, when it's all said and done I want to be known as a songwriter and so I hope that comes through with kind of what we what we've put out so far.
1: Are you writing while you're touring as well right now is that like a new like a difficult yeah. thing to do both for
2: sure yeah it's it's ever evolving and ever changing i'm always writing i'm always thinking of ideas and kind of putting stuff you mm-hmm. know, i was literally we were in the green room this morning about to uh, play on the breakfast what's it called breakfast, Bre- television? breakfast television
1: there's a bunch of breakfast shows like yeah for <laughs> sure. we're
2: about to play and i was like f- i was like trying to finish the second verse in my head like in the green room like before we went on so it's always i just can't turn it off um, but that is one of the hard parts of touring—is you're not in Nashville around the songwriters to like really kind of right cut a little bit deeper.
0: Morning shows are maybe not the best environment. Yeah, no, you're, right. you're
2: not. <laughs>
1: right At six the in the, the morning, yeah, <laughs> I was like mumbling
2: under my breath, trying not to you know I shut can't down to the hear live broadcast. What
1: inspiration strikes after coming on talking fast though? Oh, Here for sure. It's going to be Toronto mentioned with the proper <laughs> oh pronunciation yeah, I will, uh, I'll throw it in the set tomorrow night. Oh, so my God. It'll be perfect. Okay, great. I, and I'll listen for it, and I'll like give you a little bit. Yeah, you'll, 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 be all good. you'll know. i will know. i will know. know. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. Totally. And I can't wait to see your show tomorrow.
2: Absolutely. Thank you all for having me.
1: No, of course.